after a week's layoff with Chapter 101. We decided we needed a bit of sun and warmth, so we hopped over to Lanzarote for the week. Welcome to the first of our two-part series on this amazing Canary Island, on Jeff and Julie moved to France during a global pandemic. Firstly, we'd like to thank everybody who participated and chimed in on our 100th chapter. Yeah, not only the people who participated, but uh, we got a lot of love afterwards <laughs> as true. well. Oh, by, <laughs> I forgot to do something. Uh, Mona Reckner, Jeff Reckner's sister, uh-huh. if you can believe this, uh, called me out and said, where are those, where are those <laughs> photos that you promised of Julie's face products? <laughs> Oh God! All right, I'll I'll get on that. But uh, you you ran out of some, so we don't even. Well, I think I have to go shopping. Oh, God forbid! (laughs) So we will. I will add on to the Facebook page when we get a chance to take a picture of Julie's face products. Oh my God! But no, it was just great. Uh Um, Really uh, felt the felt the love, didn't we? Yeah, it was. uh, You know, it was really quite uh, um, satisfying. Yeah, I mean, it it gave, certainly gave us the uh, encouragement to continue yeah, on. Yeah, <laughs> a little prodding to keep on going. And, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so we really have a couple of great shows here for you. Um, as as Julie mentioned, we went to Lanzarote. It's it's a Canary Island. We'll get to all that. There's uh, just so much to talk about that we, we're going to need two episodes. So the next two episodes are going to be dedicated uh, to Lanzarote and, uh, and, and also just the Canary Islands in general. But before we get to the Canary Islands, we should talk about what was going on in France while we were away. Um, one of the top news items is the farmers' actions, their their strikes and and their uh, demonstrations. Um, they're very dissatisfied with the EU and France with some of their restrictions, some of their guidelines, some of the uh, the costs that they have to incur, and they're finding it very difficult to make a living. So. We actually witnessed this when we were coming back from the Toulouse airport. We saw a row of big old big tractor. tractors. And, you know, I guess similar to the truck convoys in Canada, but with, a, a to me, a, a, a real important message. Um, and I just thought, oh, yikes, we may have just dodged getting behind these guys by minutes. I don't know what their plan was, but it was at oh. the entrance to the big motorway. They were going to block. Yeah. They've been blocking major roadways. So it's been very complicated for people who have to commute uh, and, uh, and and very uh, distressing when you have to get from one location during a certain... Mm-hmm. Well, uh, just going to the airport. like You get behind one of those... Yeah. Yeah, so you have to listen to the French news, the local news, to see if any of the highways or roadways in your area are being blocked. Yeah, and uh, these guys are going to be at it for a while, right? For a while, it's 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 ramping up. Uh, They're I think they're uh, hoping that there'll be protests in all the departments in France uh, in the next few days. Now, is this extending into the other EU countries? Because yeah. Yep, uh, it's because Brussels, and I'm not sure I understand completely how this is all organized, but um, it's it's farmers, it's people who are in agriculture in general that are, are finding it very difficult because of all the restrictions, rules, guidelines, penalties, and such. Well, 
Well, this is a, a kind of a nice bit of news that uh, a bunch of people in Paris took upon themselves. You know, sometimes you go, oh, what are all these government agencies doing? Well, finally, this one is worthwhile. Uh, four years after David Bowie's death in 2016, the Council of the 13th Arrondissement in Paris uh, teamed up with the Council of Paris themselves and decided to name a street in memory of David Bowie. Rue David Bowie. <laughs> That's and, great. And it's perfect because he, you know, he frequently professed his love for the city. Mm-hmm. He was a fond admirer of Paris, visited many, many times. And by the way, this this is a huge upgrade from the previous name of the street. It's only like 50 meters long. It's just a tiny little street uh-huh. in this new area that they're trying to redevelop. And it was previously known as Voie DZ backslash 13. So I think... Oh, this is definitely an improvement. Yeah, this is <laughs> definitely an improvement. Yeah, more and, memorable. And it has some pretty big David Bowie significance. He was an avid reader, which I didn't know. And uh, it has some significance in that the Bibliothèque François Mitterrand, the National Library, uh-huh. is in this same sort of refurbished oh, area of the 13th arrondissement. It's so fitting. Yeah, yeah. And um, the other thing is, one of his albums is Station to Station, and the street is near the Gare uh, d'Austerlitz. Uh, And it's right by the Seine. And that's where he proposed to his wife, Amon, in the 90s during a cruise on the river. So lots of meaning there. Yeah, lots of meaning. It's, uh, yeah, it was inaugurated on his birthday this year, which was uh, January the 8th. Uh And, you know, he would have been 77. He really, you know what? I didn't realize how young he was when he passed in 2016. But uh, that's some good news coming out of Paris. That's very good news. And next time you go there to Paris, you should check out the uh, David Bowie Street. Rue David Bowie. (laughs) And in, in more good news, we found another airline that was uh, beyond our expectations. Yeah, and and a budget airline. Most of the places that we, this is what we're finding, most of the places that we're wanting to go in Europe mm-hmm. are going to be along the budget airline, you know, the Ryanairs, the whatever it is. Right. Because, because they're just a hop, skip, and a jump, you know? Yeah, it didn't take long for us to go from Toulouse to Lanzarote. It was a just a little over a three-hour flight. And the airline that we chose was Volotea. Um, that is a Spanish-owned airline that is actually fairly young. I think it was inaugurated in 2011. Well, flawless. It was It was a really, really good flight from departure to the staff, to the check-in, to the onboard staff. Everybody was smiling. They were having a good time. Um, the, the flight was, uh, you know, uh, on time. And, both uh, ways. Both, yeah. No both. problems with luggage. No no problems with, with the luggage. Friendly people. Yep. And that's why this past year, 2023, they uh, got um, Star Tracks, which is a, a yep. European rating service. They got um, the best low-cost airline in Europe award. So now we have two airlines that we can recommend to you one that we would not but uh, <laughs> we had a great uh, we had a great experience with easyjet yep. Uh, yep. last june on our trip to portugal yes on the way home we took tap airlines horrendous Do never stay, stay away from tap stay away from tap stay away from <laughs> lisbon airport altogether <laughs> like walk from it was pretty uh, crazy it was it pretty was, crazy but and now volatea now i will say one thing what? that wasn't top notch oh and that was top car 
because oh, when Joe. when we uh, when we got there, uh, we picked up our rental car, and first of all, it took a, a long time to find it, and we're traipsing around with all our luggage, but we finally found it. And I I started it up and and then stop and stop and this happened throughout the trip. I mean the car worked, but we it made have us a, giggle. We have a new name for this car, and we'll yes. we'll, we'll send. Uh, what was it? Dasha, I think it. I think it was yeah, Dasha. Mm-hmm. Well, Dasha, piece of shit is what that is. Okay, uh, but uh, Julie came up with a great nickname for our car. It's a shitty, shitty bang bang. There you go. <laughs> that's exactly what it was the whole trip. But you know, renting a car is highly advisable if you're staying oh, on the island. Um, absolutely. Because you, it's a small island. You can get from one end to the other in no time. About an hour. And and there's so much to see. And if you don't have a car, you're stuck in your your hotel. And or, you, or or paying for cabs. Or buses. And I will say this. Very reasonable. Like, I was trying to book a car last summer when I came to Canada, and no way. It was like 1500 bucks for like, a, I don't know, a Toyota Corolla for the week. This was 158 bucks plus 40 bucks for insurance for the whole week. I mean... Euros. <laughs> oh, my God! <laughs> Uh, it was definitely a value, and uh, it got us around to some amazing sites. Uh, you know, the Canary Islands are all volcanic. Yes. Uh, and Lanzarote has a lot of different volcanoes. Lanzarote. Oh, Lanzarote. <laughs> it's, it's Lanzarote en français. Anyway. Yeah, well, yeah, but this is an English podcast. I don't know if you know this. <laughs> um, so it, it's, it doesn't have the same kind of tall volcanoes that some of the other Canary Islands have. It, it still has some height, but it's a bit flatter. Oh, are you, are you saying there are taller volcanoes on some of the other islands? Yeah, in Tenerife, oh. there's the third tallest volcano in the world. Oh. Yeah. But you know when we were landing, you know, our flight, oh, yeah. and we saw Lanzarote? Bleak. It, it, it looked like it was Mars. Mars. Like you nailed it on the plate. This looks like Mars. And, mm-hmm. it, and there's very little plant life on this island because v- of all this. Yeah, very little vegetation. And, and all the houses are whitewashed. So it's a very unique look. As, as a matter of fact, I read somewhere that um, the Apollo crew were sent photos of Lanzarote so that they could prepare themselves for the moon. So... It, huh. it, because it has a very similar landscape. Yeah, and I'm going to be included. I, I was having so much fun taking uh, landscape pictures. I took my big camera for this trip uh, because it's just, you you won't believe it. it we thought that the ground that, that you'll see on the Facebook page, we thought that had been churned up by machines. Mm-hmm. But no, this is from the last eruption in 1824. Yes, yeah, it, it's, it's pretty remarkable. Um, do you happen to know how the Canary Islands got their name? No, I have no idea. Guess. A uh, canary in a coal mine? No. Like, uh, was there no. a... No. Okay. No, actually, the bird is named after the islands. Oh. The Canary Islands got their name from way back in Latin, Canaria. Oh, what does that mean? Dog. So the first settlers mm-hmm. clearly met with big dogs. Ah, on the island. And somewhere along the line, it was interpreted that maybe it's not a dog dog, but a sea dog, 
which ap- apparently were, the seals were plentiful. I see. Um, back in in the day, so yeah, it's a misnomer that that uh, the Canary Islands are named after canaries. It's the other way around. Oh, that's cool. That's really cool. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. And there are eight of them in total. Yes. Yes. And some of them have a little more floral fauna than others. I mean, Lanzarote, I think, is the most bleak looking island, but mm. we're going to get into some of the beauty of this place here uh, in this podcast and part two next week. Yeah. Lanzarote is the easternmost Canary Island, and it's the closest to North Africa. There's only an 80 mile Mm-hmm. distance between the continent. Even though it's a Spanish island. And if you look it mm-hmm. up on the map, you go, why isn't this a part of Africa? Because it's right next to Africa and Spain's way up there. Mm-hmm. It's actually closer to Portugal too. So, oh, But it, the islands changed uh, ownership yeah. several times over the centuries, uh-huh. Portugal and yeah. so forth. But, but quite stunning and quite beautiful. Yeah. And we... Uh, Again, highly recommend the car because the people who uh, were either kind of stuck in their area were either forced to stay there or take cabs everywhere. And honestly, for the cost of the car and the freedom, oh, it's just the Mm -hmm. only way to go. There's also water taxis that I saw people taking from one beach to another. There's also a ferry from one island to another. Yeah, from Lanzarote, you can see the neighboring island Mm -hmm. to the west, which is um, Fuerteventura. Half an hour on a ferry if you want it. We didn't have time because we were really checking out this island. Yeah, and the the neighboring island is the oldest of all the Canaries. It's 20 million years old. Hmm. Uh, So that brings me to my French phrase of the day. Okay, about uh, Lanzarote? Uh, About the Canaries in general. Mm -hmm. Um, It's not really a a citation. It's more of a blague. A joke? It's a joke. Oh, jokes are good. (laughs) I like jokes. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. Uh, Dans les îles Canaries, il n'y a pas de Canaries. C'est pareil dans les îles Vierges. Il n'y a pas non plus de Canaries. Okay. Oh! I, I think, that's funny. I think I've got it. Okay. I think I've got it. Okay. Uh, as long as... Yeah, I think I've got it. Uh, on the Canary Islands, there are no Canaries. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing about... It's similar to the uh, Virgin Islands. Yes. In that there are no canaries. Yeah, that's that's it. That's right. Is, that, is it yeah. like close? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's that's really good. There's there's no can- canaries either. Oh, there's no canaries. Because you're expecting the joke to go another way. Yes. And you know, instead of zigging, you zag, and it makes it funny. That so is funny. I like that. That's the French phrase of the day. So say it. Uh, say it in English. The okay, whole. Okay. In the Canary Islands, you can't find, or there are no canaries. It's the same thing in the Virgin Islands. There are no canaries either. <laughs> I love that. That's a great joke and yeah. a great uh, French phrase of the day. I like that yeah. One. Well, I got most of it. You got all of it. No, what are you talking non, about? Non plus is... Er, uh, il n'y a pas non plus. Yeah, non plus. Is either. Like, either. Oh, yeah, okay. de canaries. Yeah, yeah. Okay. No, I Very like nice. The, I like the French phrase. You know what? I like it when you do jokes on the French phrase. Yeah, you know, you got to shake it up every once. I mean, we just got back from a holiday. Because We're in a good mood. It uh, it takes away the misery of me typically not understanding what they are. Right. You see? Right. I do like that. <laughs> uh, one of the things that we found very interesting about this island is the uh, 
the art, the art, I guess you could say, uh, yes. or or the the branding, and we find out that it's kind of all centers around one guy. Yeah, Caesar Manrique. Yeah, and he is so well known and so appreciated and so adored by um, the the, the um, citizens of Lanzarote because he's brought in so much tourism. He's created such beautiful architecture, beautiful art. We'll have some of that on the, on yeah, the we will. Facebook page. And he's and he's a recent. Uh, resident i think he only passed in the was it the 80s 80s yeah, yeah. i think yeah and uh, he you know he he was very helpful with the locals um for example and we'll get more into the the vineyard uh, in our next podcast right. but he was he, he was key uh, in convincing them to convert the old uh, winery into a museum mm-hmm. um, he was all about preserving and heritage and the you know communion between land and design and and so uh, you know it, it's it's really wonderful. He also um, designed the greeting sign at, at um, uh, Timanfaya, which is the the national park mm-hmm. in oh, Lanzarote yes. that we visited. Yeah, uh, and uh, and we'll talk a little bit more about that. Well, and, and it's interesting. I, I think beyond the preservation, he had a vision, uh, especially w- with respect to tourism and. His branding of that vision, I think, is largely responsible for how great an area this is to see, because you see his imprint everywhere on the island. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's, yes, he has, you know, the El, El Grifo, he's done the El Grifo uh, branding and some of the, uh, the the mountain and everything in the national park. Uh, but it's just, you see it everywhere. It's appreciated everywhere. And I think it's it's one of the big reasons that people like to go there. For sure. The locals really appreciate it because it they're, they're proud. They're proud of their heritage. You know, there are only 150 residents, 150,000 residents on Lanzarote. Mm-hmm. However, they welcome 2.5 million tourists um, per year. Now... Uh, uh, what's the breakdown of these tourists? Because I got, okay, I just have to say this. You know, I'm going to say it. It may be off color, but I'm just going to say it. Mm-hmm. Uh, if there were an obesity Olympics, no, no, hang on. Ooh. I'm just saying it. No, no, Ooh. no, I'm saying it. Ooh. If there were an obesity Olympics, the Brits would be giving the Americans a run for gold. I'm just going to say that because... I just could not believe my eyes. So, well, no, it's it's, it's a yeah, fact. Yeah, there are fifty percent of the tourists are, yeah. are Brits. Okay, so we we were we were right statistically. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they're the number one vacationer and holiday maker, as they say, right uh, on on the island. Um, but you know, I, I'm not quite sure why it attracts that particular demographic. <laughs> Because uh, it's you know it, it's a it's, holy beer belly Batman, <laughs> well, whoa! But it, maybe maybe a theory would be that it's it's not an expensive trip. Give that man some timpani sticks so he can beat the drum. <sighs> it was unbelievable. But you know what made it worse is a lot of men were walking around without shirts. Oh, that's right. Oh, yeah. Like, I'm, uh, by I'm the way, for got, that. got the mother of all. <laughs> I got the mother. Okay. I got the mother of all big guys without shirts in a restaurant. In a restaurant. Drinking beer. Yeah. Oh, so oh. you're walking up to that restaurant and you're going, no. hard no. Hard 
giving that a miss. <laughs> Holy jeez. Like who? Of course he's at a table by himself with no one near him. Who's sitting next to that? Who can sit next to that? <laughs> yeah. So I got a photo of that big dumper. And uh, and yeah, it's just it was with the shirts. We couldn't understand it. What happened to no shirts, no Shoes, no service. What happened to that? Yeah, I don't think it applies. And, and and it's not, it wasn't just in our area. Like we went, we went touring around to different, you know, like yeah. Costa Teguise and, and, and. Here's 20 bucks. Put some clothes on. <laughs> God. Man, I mean, you know, that's, the beaches, by the way, we're going to get into that. Some of the photos of the beach. The beaches were almost, uh, I mean, there was no crowds at the beach. No, beautiful. And, and the sand. Here's the funny thing. You've got all this twisted up rock, black rock everywhere. And then you go down to these beaches and they were pristine. The sand was fine. Mm-hmm. It was a beige color. It wasn't white sand, but it was very fine and beautiful. And well, these areas go there. Are, yeah, these are, are protected. Uh, and, and uh, you know, we're a, we were a walking distance from the hotel to uh, Playa Papagayo, yeah. which is uh, really well-renowned. Renowned. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we, we loved our walks. Yeah, well, I, I, I just like going to our, even our little marina, which was five-minute walk away because there were a million bars. And if you could just kind of take your mind off the dumpy shirtless guys. Enough. Um, huh? Enough? Enough. Okay, then you'd have a nice experience because the food was good. There were, you know, lots of places to sit out and look over the marina and enjoy all the the, the, the sailboats and that kind of thing. So I really loved that. The restaurants, we tried them all. It was they were pretty, you know, they were all good. There was no bad yeah. food. Yeah, and and so the, the we chose a, a location, our hotel, which was on. Would you say it was on the East side of the marina? Yes, it's on the east side. And it, it's an, it was an adult-only boutique hotel. Mm-hmm. Um, again, not super pricey, but very uh, well laid out, yeah. nice room, yeah. great view, our balcony, which, which was a yeah. big balcony, overlooking the ocean. Yeah, we played some games on the, on the balcony. That was fun. Yeah. Uh, who won the games on the balcony? Can't remember. It was a long time ago. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I went to Villa Maria. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well, you're going to the moon. Keep rubbing that in. I mean, we're playing this game, and I'm down to it's. It's a. It's the like a. You have these called Rummy Cube. Yeah, it's a. You got to get rid of all your tiles. I'm down to my last tile for 20 minutes on the last two games, and Little Miss Medal of Honor sneaks in. (laughs) That was very, very satisfying and fun. Um, But you know, the the hotel, I on a whole had a great breakfast, which was included in the room. That oh, let me just comment on that. Okay, because I had to lose some weight when we got home. Yes, you did. (laughs) That is, this hotel had the best breakfast I've ever had at Mm -hmm. any hotel. Want Eggs Benedict? No problem. And I mean, yeah, you pay for it to be included, but you could have Eggs Benedict, you could have scrambled. It wasn't one of these, oh, here's your, you know, yogurt and bruised apple. This was a real breakfast. It was. And and the service was impeccable. Yeah, the service was great. Any kind of coffee you want, any amount. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. really good staff. What Uh, was it called? La Calla. La Calla. La Calla Lanzarote. I'm happy to give their name so that you can check yes. it out. And a, a large room, not super fancy, you know, not... No, it's, it was very minimalistic. U- utilitarian. <laughs> yes. Uh, but uh, yes. Bed was comfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, the only thing that you'll have to bring or pay for is oh. your coffee pods. 
This is where it's like, oh, come on, guys. You did so well. We, yeah. we we give you five stars, but you're not. They give you six coffee pods for the week. Well, we down those in a morning. You know, like <laughs> yeah. we drink a lot of coffee. So we had to go yeah. out and buy the, you know, Nespresso coffee pods. But I guess. But you know what? Like for me, how much would that cost them? You, you, you know what, you though? Know? I figured it out. I figured it out. The place is run by Brits. And the Brits typically, uh, I mean, they're drinking more coffee now than they did, say, 50 years ago. Uh-huh. But they're tea drinkers. So okay. if, if you get two Brits in a room and they're tea drinkers and you're charging them for the coffee pods. Uh, oh, oh, okay. But there was a kettle so that you could brew your tea. Oh, yeah. No tea. But no tea bags. That's true. So, again, missing the mark. Like, it's just a small thing. Yeah. And it, it, it's imprinted in my mind. Like, it was like, okay, well, you went from, you know, potentially a 9.5 now to an 8.5 because that service oh, wasn't provided. Not an eight. You don't knock off a whole point for that. My coffee? I need my coffee. Okay. All right. Oh, by the way, <laughs> we're walking back from the uh, from the restaurant uh, from the marina from a restaurant one night, and we're we're quiet walkers and we're sneaking along. And there was a, a couple in front. <laughs> <laughs> there was a couple in front of us, and they had a little tiny baby in their in their in the cart, and then they had a, a like a young daughter walking along, probably three or four. And all of a British guy, mm. all of a sudden, <laughs> well, British Isles, you'll find out. All of a sudden, <laughs> he just rips the most the big gravelly fart that I've ever heard. And his wife goes, you know, Timmy, and starts waving her hands like it's a. And then he turns around and notices us. And he goes, That was the baby. <laughs> So at least he had a good sense of humor yeah. about it. Yeah. It's like blaming the dog. Scottish guy. <laughs> it was the baby. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was a fun a fun moment. Yeah, sure. we had a good laugh. Hmm. Uh, but uh, the, the one thing that we, we did, oh, we took in so many things. That's why we need two episodes. Uh-huh. But we went to the National Park. Timanfaya. Yeah. Yes. Um, I think the Canary Islands have a good amount of national parks mm-hmm. um, in, in in Spanish territory. And this one is uh, really quite interesting. In in the center, like where where you park, there's a restaurant. And the restaurant, the building was built by Cesar Manrique. Ah, okay. Uh, and it's kind of cool. Before we get into the volcanic, mm-hmm. um, you know, tour on the bus, um, uh, you the, the food is cooked on the vol- volcano so yeah, but they don't have a good review for it because it's a eight billion degrees and everything's overcooked. well it's 400 degrees celsius but it's way down deep yeah. so it sits there on a grill for quite some time uh-huh. we didn't eat there so we can't we can't really firsthand no, give our I opinion did, there was too many people i just you know what you, I, you I, don't do well with people or no, buses no so we're on the bus i hate buses so we're on the bus <laughs> and it's just about like first of all you can't take pictures because all the glare so that sucked and i thought it was like it'd be an open air bus but no it's one of those trailway buses so we sit down and just as the doors close, Buddy comes on after having about 12 darts outside the bus. And honestly, right? he smelt like a forest fire. It was just brutal. And he sits right behind us and it's like, oh, geez. And the guy in front of me is squeezing zits out of his <laughs> head. 
And I'm ah, I just I hate buses. I just and and this is for 45 minutes. I do not understand how people can go on a week bus tour. Uh, oh my God, I, I'd just be swinging from a tree limb. But anyway, no, no, I I hated that part of this tour. Well, you know what? We did see some pretty remarkable, you know, yeah. volcanic. Uh, landscape. No, no, and it, it was great. It was only forty-five, and yeah. and and you know the bus driver was excellent, and yeah. and you know we got commentary. There was commentary that was pre-recorded in English. Oh, well, the guy said, "And these volcanic mountains, the mountains, mountains." Yes. Uh, yeah, because clearly he was British. Uh, and uh, what other language? Spanish? No, German. And German. Yeah, there were three. Yeah. English, Spanish, and German. Now, uh, what's the breakdown of the tourists again? So we got the Brits are number one. Yeah, they're 50%. Uh, 50%. Wow. They're okay. 50% of those that visit. Okay. Um, and, and I read a quick little article that was saying that earlier last year, in 2023, um, the committees on Lanzarote were trying to diversify, diversify the tourists <laughs> <laughs> to try to Maybe welcome they, them from other, you know, yeah. uh, European countries. Maybe they were sick of seeing, <clears throat> you know, shirtless guys, too. But, you know, our plane was filled with French residents yeah. Yeah. so we, we saw we had a couple of tables of french people around us yeah what quiet, more nice more than a couple yeah yeah oh and can i just say one other thing before oh. we okay um we really noticed sorry but we really noticed uh the difference in the behavior of children okay you come from france and the children are so well behaved that it's incredible. Like, you, you're yeah. going to come from Canada, you come visit France, and you won't believe how well-behaved the children are in the restaurants. Not there! Yeah, well, there. I guess it's different methods of rearing your children. Or not. Um, there, was, there were quite a few tran- tantrums, which we, we don't witness very often here or ever, ever really. Here. Sorry, um, go ahead. You so, were talking about Yeah, that. so the British are number one. Then I, I think it's probably Germans. We heard a lot of German. Yeah. Uh, and, and then probably Spanish and French. Right. And, and what were you saying about the uh, the trying to change the demographics? Oh, well, I, I, I'm not really quite sure why, but they want to have a more diversified European population as tourists on their island. Boy, did they get backlash. And then they had to write apologies saying, no, we still like you, British people. Please still come. And anyway, um, I, I think they were really trying to at- attract more, you know, more Dutch, more Italians. Um, and and Volotea is, is going to help. The airline is going to help because they're increasing. Their, they're ever increasing their hubs. Oh, that's true. Yeah. So there, there will be flights from from you know probably Venice to Lanzarote at, at some point. So uh, yeah, uh, that's that's pretty much the the tourist makeup. The coolest thing as you come up to the national park had to do it. Had to do it. We will have pictures on the Facebook page. There were camel rides. The chameau. And uh, it was just so well organized, and these beasts were so beautiful and calm and well trained and well looked after. Yes, that was the key. Yes, yeah, they they are given breaks, um, and, and the ride isn't even that long. No. It's twenty twenty minutes. Perfect. Um, but it was really cool. Like there was no waiting line. I guess it's because we were there in January. Apparently, springtime is a bit busier. Yeah. But 
uh, you know, th- we could just walk up and we paid our, I think it was 11 euros. Oh, it's just great. And <clears throat> so there's a basket on each side of, <laughs> of the camel, uh, the camel's back. Yeah. And so each person, so it's a two-person ride. Yeah. And each person sits on their side. Mm-hmm. And then their masters, they guess what the weight differential is between the person on the left and yep. the person on the right. Yeah. And the person that's deemed to weigh less... <sighs> Um, they p- pick up a bag of sand. Yeah. Different, there are different, differing sizes. Maybe that'll bags. be your nickname from now on. Hey, what? there's old Julie Sandbags. <laughs> yes, I did get a sandbag, um, and uh, and we, we were just. I think there were just four of us. There was a mom with a young child in front. And then we were in, in second position yeah. and we did a tour. They walked and, yeah. and they were, you know, really so happy. Sweet. And then they came back and it, it, we came back and then they know exactly how to let you down. You know, how the, how they yeah. they kneel and then they lower their yeah. their um, hindquarters and then they let you off. And it was really quite enjoyable. Now, now these guys have been there. So they, they, they reckon that the uh, camels have been on the island since the 1400s and they were brought over from Africa in the water. On the side of the boat, not in the boat. No, no, I know, but in the water. Like, they yes. were physically in the water for those 80 kilometers or yes, so. Yes, yes. And, and, and wh- what did you learn about why, why that was possible? Because they have four stomachs, and, right. they were, and they filled them with air, and so they floated. And they, I guess they all made it, and then... So, but since then, they use the camels for the wine industry, which we'll mm-hmm. get into next week, uh, and, and all kinds of things. And so, the island is is quite uh, is quite uh, happily populated with these camels, and they were just so God, I've never just so sweet. Yeah, now, you know what? I I've never ridden a camel, so I can say yeah. now I've I've done that. Now you've ridden a camel. Oh, by the way, we're at a restaurant. We also went to the other end of the island, and we're at the other end of the island, and it's. You know, the waves are splashing up, and there's this restaurant, and the restaurant was kind of on the road, which was right next to the ocean, okay? So uh, you had we had these front row seats uh, at this restaurant. We got there early, so we're looking out over the ocean, and the waves are crashing, and doesn't Beamer guy pull up <laughs> in his red BMW? It's always a Beamer, folks. It's always a Beamer. And he parks right there. No one else is parking there. But Beamer guys got to park right there on the road and block everyone's view so that he can park right next to the restaurant. So I took a picture of Beamer guy's car, and I'll have that on the Facebook page. But to be fair, I used to own a BMW. There you go. Point made. (laughs) I would never park and block your view. Uh Uh-huh. No. Okay. All right. Uh, So anyway, not all Beamer drivers are jerks all right okay this one was but i want to say why we were there um we went to see el golfo oh yeah oh el golfo i got my favorite picture from el golfo yeah it it's pretty spectacular and it's kind of a hidden hidden gem you really have to walk up this trail and it's Uh a free a a free attraction Mm -hmm. uh you walk up the trail and in the back of this cove there's a green a neon green lake right and it's it's green because of the algae and the contrast between well the green and then so you've got the green lake in the middle and it's just it's a pond it's not a lake but it's just small and then red rock to the left and then all this rippled hardened lava 
uh, in the background. And I mean, the colors, it'll be on the Facebook page. It'll be right there at the top because it's my favorite picture that mm -hmm. I took out of about 500 on this trip. It's yeah, just it's beautiful. gorgeous. You, you actually mentioned you, you might want to use it for your screensaver. Oh, I think I am. It, well, it's just gorgeous. Feel free to steal it uh, <laughs> on the Facebook page for your screensaver because it's just gorgeous. Yeah. And that was really worth it was worth the trip. Now, one of the things that we really wanted to do while we were there, because we were just eating like wolverines, <laughs> uh, was to take these walks. And there was one walk that I figured would be around three hours in total, and yeah. I was close. It yeah. was about 2.40. Yes. Um, and it was to the end, to the tip of the island that w where we were. And along the way, there were a couple of beaches. So we, on the way there, we just avoided the beaches because we just wanted to stay on the top to see how long it would take to get there. Right. And uh, and we, we, we made it to the tip, got some selfies and stuff like that. And then we noticed there was this little restaurant yep. overlooking the sea. Yeah. And... And it was it was about ten fifteen in the morning, yeah. and and Julie said, "Oh, they're probably not open until lunch." And I'm like, oh, yeah, you're probably right. And I'm thinking, I know it's in the morning, but after that walk, I was kind of <laughs> thinking, you know what? We're on vacation. A uh, fellow wouldn't mind a beer, a nice cold beer. Yeah. We walk back, and we just thought, let's take a chance. We walk over to this thing, and it's now about. 10.30. We walk over to, and right when we walk over there, and people have been walking over trying to find out if it's open, right when we walk over, they open the gate. Typically for Jeff and Julie, yeah. we walk over, they they're close. closing the gate, okay? <laughs> but for this one time, yeah. they open the gate, we go in, we get the choice seats, we have a beer and a glass of wine after our an hour and a half walk, and then we, we slowly start to walk back uh, to our place, which was great. Yes, and on our way back, we decided that we'd go down to some of the beaches. That's right, because we still had some time to kill, and so we, <laughs> we're we walking along, and as you're kind of walking down and up from the beaches, mm -hmm. uh, you know- they're you, cliffs. Yeah, they're cliffs. You really have to watch your footing. Yes. So, at this one point, I'm, walk, I'm, I'm in front, and Julie's behind, and I'm walking, I'm looking, and, you know, I'm kind of looking down, and there are people kind of coming back and forth. I look up, 10 feet from my face, tatas. <laughs> Naked breasts. And 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 you're lucky because she was young. And, yeah. Oh, and... she had released the hounds. There is no <laughs> doubt about it. And uh but but see, I didn't do the math. Yeah. I did not do the math on this. I yeah. was just kind of I, I wasn't, you know, I wasn't offended. I'm just gonna be honest. I wasn't offended by that. Mm-mm. Uh, and so she walks by with her boyfriend or whatever. And uh, but the, here's the math. The math was she was coming from somewhere. Yes. And so yeah. we slowly make our way, progressively make our way down to the beach. And as we get closer to the beach, yeah. we see how ma how many I, nude I don't bathers. Know. I can't get it out of my head. I'm going to need therapy. Well, why, first of all, why do people <sighs> like? There's a Best Buy date, right? <laughs> In my opinion, like, you know, it, it, it's, it's, it, well, the first thing we see, the first thing we see as we come down to the beach is some old guy had to be 85 years old on his hands and knees and his bare bum is facing us. And we don't know why she, the wife is picking stuff out of his hair, like some kind of a spider monkey. We don't know what's going on. And he's on his hands and knees and everything's dangled. And oh, I was just like, oh, yeah. what a way to wreck a trip. Yeah, well, Jeez. Anyway, the, these, you know, they were behind a screen. I'm not quite sure what the rules or regulations are. And they were 
really concentrated on one yeah, end all the, all the, uh, of the beach. All the people who had kids and stuff were far, far away at the other yeah. end of the beach. And then it's just, I took I took a picture, but I no. kept it. A, no, I did take a picture, but I kept it as a long shot because I don't want to offend you. Oh my! You don't need that. Well, it was it was just a surprise, and there you know there's no signage saying okay here you can remove your clothes and and no. anyway. But we made our way back um, after that experience, and that Th- was a, a really up. good no no. But that was a good exercise. That well, was a good day. It, it it solved our eating problem on in, on two counts. We got we burned a lot of calories going back and forth. Yes, and then seeing the nudist lost beach our lost our appetite for pretty much anything at that point. So. Um, but, uh, that was, that was kind of, uh, that was the end of part one of our, I, I can't think of a, a better way to end our part one. With naked older people? N- naked older people. That's, are you sure? I, I can't think of another way. Okay. All right. We'll just leave it there. So. But we do have so much more to get oh, to. Oh, tons. On next week's show, we will uh, focus on the incredibly bizarre world of the Lanzarote wine industry. And I got to I got to say we're, we're going to dedicate most of this episode to this because it was just fascinating. Yes. And some of the oldest vines in Europe are located mm-hmm. in Lanzarote and uh, we'll tour through one of the oldest well the oldest vineyard in Lanzarote, but one of the five oldest in Spain. El Grifo. El Grifo. Join us next Friday for the second part of our look at the bleak and beautiful island of Lanzarote. Hasta pronto.